Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to episode 34. On this episode, we're going to be diving deep on all things resolutions. And I did a vote on my Instagram of like, do you guys want me to talk about um, cutting, you know, the dead weight from last year, moving on from those things and starting fresh? Or do you want me to talk about resolutions? It was actually quite a close call with the votes. I think I had like 780 for cutting the dead weight and 850 for like resolutions. So it was pretty tight. And anyway... We are a democracy, so we're going with the highest vote, which is resolutions. But as I started putting down notes for this podcast, I realized that I was able to actually group the two kind of together. It is definitely resolutions, um, but I am part of those resolutions is a small section of it will be kind of knowing when to cut something off or move forward and how to draw that line in your mind. So you will kind of be getting a bit of both, but it's definitely more resolutions focused. Another thing that I want to mention about this podcast is this is not your typical New Year's resolution, how to set a goal um, tutorial. I'm not going to be saying, it's not going to be like, write a list of what you want to do. Now for each list, let's write steps on how to get there. And then this is not what the podcast is going to be about. I'm going to be tackling it from a different perspective. I'm going to tackle it from the inner workings of your mind, how you identify yourself and how that has gotten you to be where you are today, your beliefs about yourself, what you consider your identity to be, your non-negotiables, what you visualize, all that shit. I'm tackling it from that aspect because there's enough goal-setting tools out there for you to learn how to write a list of shit you want to do and how to kind of step-by-step break it down. I don't need to do that for you. This is going to take it to another level for you where you're actually talking about the deep-seated beliefs and emotions that you have that underlie absolutely everything you do. And then with these tools, you can then go and write those lists and write the steps and all of that because I'm not throwing shade on that at all. But what I do believe is if you don't, you know, tackle where your thoughts are, where your routines and behavioral patterns are and where your belief systems are about yourself and what you're capable of, if you can't tackle that, then you can write all the lists in the world, you can write all the step-by-steps, all the to-dos, but it's just not going to get done unless you change the, the deeper, more core issues. You know, like for example, people that think, oh, you know, I just wish I was more motivated so I could do that. That kind of shit. We're going to be tackling all of that. So very excited to, you know, bring this podcast because I was actually talking to my sister about it and we're like, oh, you know, resolutions is kind of a bit of a boring topic. But then we're like, no, we can make this interesting. So I, I thought it's not just resolutions. It is about proper goal setting. But before you even look at goal setting, you've got to look at, you know, how you've done goal setting before. Has it worked for you? If it's worked for you, amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. How many times have you set goals or resolutions and, you know, they've just fallen to the wayside within the first month and then you've tried to pick it up and then it drops off again? Why is that happening? So I'm going to be addressing every single aspect of that so that way you can hit the ground running as much as you want. And also, you know me, I've spoken about this before, I don't believe that you have to wait for the first of the year or the first of the month or a Monday or the morning to start something fresh. However, This is a very good opportunity to do so because there's a lot of people around you. You've got this collective momentum of people using the first as that nice launching pad. So why not take advantage of it and do it as well? You could start today. I would recommend you start today. But if you want to wait to the first, that's also up to you. But don't ever think that there's more importance on the 1st of Jan than there is on the 27th of, you know, 
October. There is no difference. It's all psychological. But let's use this springboard. Let's use the new year. It's a fresh start for many, many people. And I do agree that there is something in the air that's a bit more exciting about the start of the year. It feels like a fresh start. So why not take advantage of that and throw yourself in, you know, head first, give it your all and see what comes about. Now, before I get into it, just a quick wrap up of everything that's going on. I'm actually really keen to get into this episode, so I'm not going to delve in too deep. But basically, I'm recording this on the 24th, so it's Christmas Eve today, which for my family is when we actually celebrate Christmas. So where I'm South American, well, I'm born in Australia, but my family is South American, and we celebrate Christmas on the 24th. And that is it, like everything is done on the 24th. And I know a lot of European countries do this as well. But quick little breakdown of what our family actually does. We normally get together, you know, in the around midday, early afternoon. Everyone kind of gets together and starts cooking things. I think tonight we're having, I'm pretty sure we're having an asado, which is like a Uruguayan, Argentinian barbecue. Um, and we, my cousin Giselle and I actually spend the day baking something. Now, disclaimer, we cannot cook to save our lives. However, we have tried to embark on many baking adventures. And the only thing we've ever nailed is cookies with icing on it. So this year we thought, why not take it to the next level and build a cake that looks like a ramen bowl. It's in the shape of a ramen bowl. It's probably the most difficult thing we could have ever embarked on, but we're pretty inspired by a TikTok video that we saw. We thought, yeah, fuck yeah, let's try that. So we're probably going to take over the entire kitchen, fuck up this attempt at a ramen bowl, waste everyone's time and produce nothing and then go and bake some cookies and draw some Santa faces on it with icing. So that's probably how it will turn out. But I have faith in us and we're going to try our best. So if you saw our text messages in the last, myself and Giselle, every year we try and do something different dessert-wise at our text messages, like start ramping up the days leading up to Christmas Eve of just like, why don't we try making this? Why don't we try making that? The problem with us is that we have zero self-awareness when it comes to our baking abilities, like zero. It's like we are unconsciously incompetent. I'm going to do a whole podcast about incompetence and competence and like the four stages of, you know, getting good at something. But we're at the lowest stage, which is unconsciously incompetent, which is like we're not aware of how incompetent we are. And so the things that we share to each other are like really advanced cake making videos from TikTok or YouTube or Instagram. And these people have turned baking into their life's craft. And then Giselle and I are here being like, let's do this on Christmas Eve and we never fucking baked a thing in our life. So I think if anything, we could upload it onto like maybe a comedy page or something, you know, like Christmas fails. But anyway, I will be documenting this on my Instagram. You'll be listening to this after the saga has unfolded. So hopefully you did watch it on my Instagram. Maybe I'll save it in a folder for you guys. Alexis Predez, P-R-E-D-Z, if you don't already follow me. So you can actually check it out and see what unfolded. So that's Christmas Eve. Also, we then, yeah, so we have dinner, have dessert, we fuck around, we have some drinks, the whole family is together, like the whole extended family gets together. Unfortunately, my parents had to fly back up to Queensland um, because of the borders shutting down again because of the whole COVID outbreak again in Sydney. So unfortunately, they're not going to be there, but a lot of my extended family is here in Sydney. So I'll be around aunties, uncles, cousins, 
all of that. So that's going to be really cool. And then at midnight is when the kids open the presents. So for our family and anyone that celebrates it on the 24th, it's like the big hurrah. You have the dinner, you have everything. You stay up till midnight. The poor kids stay up till midnight and then they open all the presents and then you go to bed around one, two o'clock in the morning. Um, or probably later. I think last time we got to bed at like 3.30 or 4. Anyway, then the 25th, for our family at least, is just a day to fuck around and eat leftovers. We normally spend it all together. Um, but I personally this year am actually spending it with my boyfriend Tyrone's family Christmas Day. So it kind of works out perfectly that I celebrate it on the 24th and his family, like most Australian families, will celebrate it on the 25th. So that way he can come over 24th, I can go on the 25th. Happy families, everyone's thrilled. Okay, so that is the wrap-up of what my Christmas is going to look like. I think I honestly just want to dive straight into this resolutions episode because I honestly think that you guys will get a lot out of it, especially if you've been listening to my episodes leading up to this. I think a lot of people have already been implementing a lot of the shit that I've been talking about this year, kind of about accountability, self-awareness, negative self-talk, all that shit. So you're going to start to be able to implement those things and bring them in to what I'm talking about today. I might even, hopefully if I can remember, make some references to some other episodes that I've done and I highly recommend you go and listen to them um, because that is going to assist you in really setting these resolutions and bringing them to fruition. Okay, so first thing I want you to understand, this is the first thing we're going to talk about, is you need to understand that no goal is too big if you think it is in the realm of possibilities for you. I'm going to give you an example of that. So for example, something that for me is not possible for me, so it's not a goal that I can actually set myself, is I can't now say I want to join the Australian female basketball team. That's just not a possibility for me. Firstly, I'm not tall enough. Secondly, I've never trained a day in my life in basketball. So if I was to start training today, I would need at least 15,000 hours of training before I'd be remotely good enough to get on the team. Thirdly, I'm already too old as it is. So there's all these things that are very clear that that goal is absolutely not realistic for me to ever achieve. So that's not a goal I would bother setting myself because I know deep in my core that no matter what I do, it's not possible for me. However, if I was to say I wish I could have a business where I'm employing 100 people, there's no reason why I can't do that. It might seem really difficult and there might be all these obstacles that I have to overcome. But that, while it seems like a massive goal, is possible. It's in the realm of possibilities for me. Why? Because I am capable of somehow creating a business and growing it. I am capable of raising the capital to have a business. I am capable of, you know, taking the time necessary to have a business, as in there's no age limit for me. There's no, you know, it's not like, oh, you have to have done it by 25, otherwise you're fucked, like maybe certain sports. You know, so that is possible. So that's what I mean about there's no goal that's too big if it's in the realm of possibilities for you. You have to believe that in some way, shape or form it is possible. It doesn't have to be possible today, but it's got to be possible long term. If you have that belief that it is possible somehow, then no goal is too big. Often, we underestimate what we are capable of achieving in the long term. So we think, you know, what we can achieve in five years or 10 years or 15 years and the goals that we set aren't really that big. But then on the flip side, we then overestimate what we're capable of achieving in such a short amount of time. Like we expect, you know, we say to ourselves, 
you know, I want to lose this amount of weight by this amount of time when you've never held a consistent, you know, healthy eating lifestyle your entire life. Let's say, you know, you've never looked at how you ate or you've never paid attention to what nutritious food is or you might not feel that you're educated enough in that realm. And then all of a sudden you're like, I want to be healthy and lose weight and in one month I want to fit into that dress. Then that's you overestimating what you are capable of achieving. And then what happens when you overestimate? You then don't achieve it and then you think that you failed when in reality you weren't giving yourself a chance I'm not saying don't set big goals. I'm the biggest advocate for setting big goals. But be aware of where you're coming from and understand that some things might take time and some things might take a few, you know, failed attempts or you missing the mark before you actually do it. That doesn't mean you should give up. Like really common ones for this are losing weight, like I said, uh, becoming more confident, becoming smarter, you know, getting better at a skill, uh, like whether it's a physical skill or whether it's an intellectual skill, learning a language, um, learning to grow a fucking spine and standing up for yourself. All these things, I think people embark on this journey being like, right, I'm going to change, I'm going to do this. But then they expect to see like an instant change within a month. You might, but you also might not because if you've been conditioned your entire life to be the way you are and be who you are until now, there's certain things that you're going to need to tweak and change that may take a few months. It might not happen overnight. If it happens overnight, fantastic. But don't think that it's game over if you can't achieve it overnight. Don't overestimate what you can achieve in a week or a month and don't underestimate what you can achieve in a long time. Most people that have achieved something massive in their life, and I've said this time and time and time again, most people that have achieved something great and huge and kicked all these goals. It's not because something massive happened to them one day. It's because for a long period of time, they were consistently making the correct decisions that were going to get them there. People, when you look at someone walking down the street who has a really fit physique, they're not genetically blessed. They're not you know, oh, they're so lucky that they got a fast metabolism. I can guarantee you, if you were to say to that person, do you exercise every single week and do you eat relatively well, you know, at least 80% of the time, their answer is going to be yes. It's no fluke chance that that person looks the way they look. They have a way of, you know, living. They've got a, like a set of rituals and habits and a decision that they made every single day, day in, day out. You make a decision to do something or not to do something. And people that you know, are really fit and healthy, they happen to have ingrained in them this daily decision to get up and do it. It's not something that happened overnight. And 10 years later, you look at what they look like and you look at how they're living. And it's just the summation of all these tiny, tiny, tiny decisions every single day that have gotten them to where they are right now, looking the way they look, look being as healthy as they are, being as, you know, like get up and go mentality. That is not some fluke thing. That's not genetics and that's not an overnight success. That's just the summation of, you know, this whole don't underestimate where you're going to be in 10 years' time or five years' time or three years' time. It's all these tiny little decisions that people can't be fucked to make in the moment because you think, oh, it's just one workout that I'm not doing. No, it's not because if you were to do that 10% of the time, you're going to be 10% behind where you want to be. If you would do that 50% of the time, you're going to be 50% behind the ball of where you're aiming to be, okay? So every single day is a decision for you to be the person you want to be or not be the person you want to be. It's that simple. 
So it's there's no major events that are happening here. It's consistency, it's persistence, it's patience. It's just day in, day out being the person that you want to be and not thinking, oh, I wish I was that person. Oh, I hope I could be that person. They're all just tiny decisions. Okay, now another thing that we're gonna that I want you to focus on throughout everything that I'm going to talk about is there's three words that I want you to think about. Number one, it's accountability. Every time you look at something that you're doing, you have to learn how to be accountable, okay? If you can't be accountable, if you can't own your shit and hold a mirror up to yourself, then all your resolutions, all your goals are in vain because – and you're just going to be wasting your time listening to the rest of this podcast because if you can't look at where you are now and take some ownership as to why certain things haven't happened for you, then you're probably still in that – area in your life or that that part of your life where you're thinking that someone owes you something or you're a victim to a situation because even if you're a victim to a situation there's shit that can be done okay you have to take ownership and you have to take accountability for example today I set myself the goal I'm finally going to break my personal best and I'm going to run 10 kilometers in under 50 minutes that's just something I've never been able to do and I was like I'm going to fucking do it I put it on my story I'm doing it I embarked on this run And then I got an asthma attack and I was like, oh, fuck this shit. So I sat down. I was like four and a half Ks in and I sat down. Do you think I then decided to get all sad? I'm like, no, I actually laughed at myself because I was like, you're a dickhead, Alexis. You're a fucking dickhead because you didn't go to the doctor for the last month when I've been telling myself every day, you should go to the doctor, go to the GP because I've run out of my medication and the script has expired. So I need to go and get a script for my daily steroids that I take. And when I take them, my asthma is at bay. It's fine. It's easy to control. And it's this one little fucking behavior that I keep putting off and I didn't do it. So instead of being like, I've got asthma, I can't run. I've run my whole life. Asthma is not the reason why I can't run. My laziness of going to the GP was the reason why I couldn't do that run. That's fucking just be accountable. I love it off I thought you've now hindered yourself from your PB because you didn't go to the GP simple so it's not a big deal I'm not beating down on myself I don't feel any less of who I was this morning I just laughed being like he's a prime example of everything you tell people to do you yourself are not doing it and I laughed and I came home and now I'm gonna go to the GP and get that fucking script okay the next thing consistency And this is not just with repetition of behaviors and habits, but this is crucial when we get into that. But consistency across the board. And as we go into all the points that I'm going to talk about in this podcast, you're going to realize that consistency is one of the best things you can implement into your life. It will change your life. The body loves and the brain loves consistency, loves routine, loves habits, loves rituals. If you can implement these into your life, everything will change. You can't not change. Put it that way. Now, also, when I talk about consistency, it's not just um, habits. I will be talking about that and that is crucial. But I'm also going to be talking about consistency across the board in your life. Like being consistent with how you let people treat you. I see this all the time. You know, you're, you're kidding yourself if you, if you think that it's okay to be demanding respect from your parents, for example, but then letting your partner treat you like shit. That is not being consistent. I'm all for demanding respect. But then if you're going to allow someone to treat you like shit day in, day out, you are kidding yourself, okay? Because you're ultimately going to treat yourself the way the lowest um, performer treats you in your life. So if you've got all these people in your life and one person is treating you like shit, that the weakest link is the level and the standard of how you're going to treat yourself. 
Because if you allow someone who's constant in your life to talk to you like shit, to put you down all the time and you don't stick up for yourself or you don't step out away from them or you don't leave them, then there's, you know, then you're literally doing it in vain, demanding respect here, demanding respect there because ultimately your self-respect won't go up. So that is what I'm talking about, consistency across the board. Learn to draw a line and no one dips under that line. Otherwise, they're out. Okay, now... The last one, number three, is preparation. You don't want to go into things blindly. So a big part of resolutions are not just creating things but kind of knowing you've got to prepare yourself. And I'm going to go into this a lot deeper with preparation so I won't, I won't preface it too much now. But preparation is a big one. You don't have to know every step to get there but you kind of have to know where your thresholds lie. You have to be pre- prepared that if you say by this date, if this occurs, I'm going to do this then you have to be prepared to take that jump. You have to go all in because when you go all in is when you really work, when you really try. If you have one hand holding onto one branch, you're never going to fully prepare for the thing that you're going to take the leap from. That whole idea of taking a leap of faith. Okay? Right. Now, let's begin. The first thing I want to talk about, the first topic is non-negotiables. Part of creating um doing a resolution in your life or setting a goal is ultimately you want to turn this into a lifestyle change some of your goals are probably going to be like oh I want to complete this course and it's something that you start and finish and it's done in your life but I can I would imagine that a lot of people's resolutions it's something that you want to resolve and a lot of people's goals have got to do with implementing a permanent change in your life for example being healthier, being more focused, being on social media less, possibly, watching less TV, picking up a hobby that's going to be a lifetime thing like playing the guitar, whatever. But it's something that you're implementing into your life permanently. That's what a lot of resolutions are based around, okay? So what you need to realize is when we're talking about these lifestyle changes that we're going to create, a lifestyle change, in order for it to be permanent and in order for it to be effortless, and I mean effortless, it needs to become a non-negotiable in your life. And I've spoken about non-negotiables in a lot of my episodes, just have to flick through them and see where I talk about them. But that is how something becomes a lifestyle change. If you look at an athlete, do you think an athlete that trains every single morning, do you think that when their alarm goes off, they're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, dragging themselves out of no chance in hell. Alarm goes off, bang, they're out of bed, bang, they're up, bang. You know, to them, their lifestyle of training and being a fucking weapon is a non-negotiable. The thought of the alarm going off in the morning is now part of their lifestyle ritual that for them, alarm goes off, bang, they're out of bed, bang, they're in the zone, okay? They weren't always like that unless they started since they were a young, young child. Often, a lot of people used to be someone that would hit the snooze and roll out of bed and need a coffee before they open their eyes fully. And you can get to that point after changing things in your life where you are that person springing out of bed without even thinking twice about it. But that has become a non-negotiable in their life. It is effortless for those people to do that now because they do it day in, day out, and it is part of them. It's part of who they are. It's part of their identity. Now, what I want you to look at is what are the non-negotiables in your life currently? I'm not talking about goals here. I'm not talking about things that you've implemented that you've worked really hard for. I want you to look at your life as it is right now and realize that you have already created a fuckload of non-negotiables, whether they're good 
or bad, you have implemented them and now they are stuck in your life until you actively change them or delete them or enhance them if it's a good non-negotiable. So for example, it could be something like, do you go to the gym every day? Or it could be as simple as you'll never go to bed before washing all the makeup off no matter what. For me, that's been that used to be this crazy non-negotiable for me. And I remember even when I was 21, 22, I'd get home wasted, so drunk. And in my drunken state, I'd still be scrubbing off my makeup and brushing my teeth. Because that to me, no matter how drunk I was, no matter what, that was just a non-negotiable. I could not go to bed without my teeth brushed and my makeup taken off my face. So I know it's a stupid non-negotiable, but that's something that I couldn't not do. So it didn't matter whether I was feeling fresh or not at all. I just did it. It was a behavior that I followed through with every single time. Or maybe it's something so simple as you just Every single day you take your vitamins. You just never forget. It's just something you have to do. It's a ritual. Or maybe you're never late. Or maybe, you know, it could be something that's not great. Like maybe you wake up and the first thing you want to do is have a cigarette. And that's a non-negotiable. You have to do it. It's your cigarette. Or your coffee. You're like, I cannot. You know those people that say, I can't function without a coffee? That's a non-negotiable in your life. You can function without a coffee. You're just kidding yourself and you're telling yourself that. So your brain's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to work now until I get that coffee. I can tell you right now, you can. Caffeine is just a stimulant. It is literally not, like not having caffeine is not going to stop your body from doing shit. So you're literally kidding yourself by telling yourself that and you're just enhancing this reliance on something that you don't need to rely on. Little disclaimer, I fucking love coffee and I have it every morning. But if I didn't have the coffee, I wouldn't sit there and whinge and be like, oh, I can't function, I can't do anything now until I have the coffee. I'd just get over it and start work. Another thing, um, maybe you get up in the morning and you absolutely have to check your emails. That's become a non-negotiable for you where you're a slave to your emails or your Instagram or your messages, whatever. So I want you to think right now in your life, what are all the non-negotiables that if I don't do it, I feel weird not doing it? Good and bad, I don't care. Now, what you have to realize is that all these non-negotiables are a choice. You chose at some point in your life to implement this and it got implemented so heavily that you now can't imagine your life without it. Now, unless you can get your new goals and resolutions to assume the role of a non-negotiable, chances are you're not going to be consistent at it because it's going to feel too difficult. You're really pushing for it instead of getting pulled towards it and then you're probably going to drop off and then it's just going to not become a non-negotiable. But when something is a non-negotiable, you have to do it. It's almost less effort to do it than it is to not do it because you feel right. Even if it's working out, if you do it every single day, you feel the benefits, you feel how calm your mind is, that then by not doing it, your body punishes you because you feel sluggish all day long or you feel like you get cabin fever or whatever. You know, that's what I get. If I'm sitting home all day long watching TV, I'm like, oh, I need to go for a run or I need to do something because that's just become a non-negotiable. And people say to me, oh, you're obsessed though. I don't fu- give a fuck if you think I'm obsessed. You go sit on the couch and watch TV all day long while I go for my run. I don't care. And that's the mentality you have to be. You know, if you want to, you know, I can have a day off exercising and I do have many days off exercising. But the days that I have off exercising are days where I'm doing shit and moving around or whatever. The one day every you know, month or whatever that I sit at home and do fuck all, I can tell you right now, I'm feeling like itchy, antsy as fuck to get out. By, the, by nighttime, I'm like, I'm restless because it's become a non-negotiable in my life. You 
can do that too. I was never like that. I literally used to use asthma as my excuse in high school to not do PE. Like I think everyone thinks I've been fit my whole life. I was that slug child in high school that used to sit on the sidelines. The only sport I got into was like dance and then finally in like grade 11 and 12 I was doing water polo and whatever. But for years all through primary school and high school I just told myself I can't exercise because I have asthma. That was the belief I told myself and that was it. You know, I had drawn that standard for myself. So things can change and every day it is a choice, all right? So that's what I mean about non-negotiables and everything you're going to implement now can be that. Right, now let's talk about beliefs. A lot of what we decide for our goals come down to what you believe you can and cannot do. But that is at something at some point in your life you've established that for yourself. Look at your language. Like how do you describe yourself to others? I'm going to say a few sentences and do you resonate with any of them? I'm not motivated. I find it really hard to get motivated. Exercising isn't my thing. I hate it. It's like a slog to exercise. I have no self-control. I'm lazy. I'm not really creative. I'm not very smart. Or I'm actually really ditzy. I'm the ditz of the family. I'm really clumsy. Or I'm just not confident around people. I don't know how to stand up for myself, etc., etc., etc. Bullshit bullshit you have decided all these things for yourself you have chosen to continue this narrative now maybe there were certain things in your life that occurred for you to then say that narrative maybe you were raised with people telling you that you're dumb or raised with people making you not feel confident but unfortunately this is where you're going to have to take some accountability you're now choosing to carry on that narrative it's a choice because If it wasn't a choice, then it means that you wouldn't be able to change and I wouldn't bother with these podcasts. But I'm telling you it's a choice every day because you can change it. If it's changeable, it's a choice. This shit is changeable. So it might be a subconscious decision, but every single day that you wake up, you have a choice to relive the old narratives again and again and again Or to take the other choice and start rewriting those narratives and giving yourself a fucking chance and changing your language, changing what you believe about yourself. It's a slow process and this is what I mean about don't overestimate what you can achieve in a short amount of time. It might take a little bit longer. Understand that you've been conditioned your whole life to think and believe this way. But you have a choice and you do have the power to change how you believe or what you believe you are capable of. That's a decision that every single day that you wake up, you decide, am I going to try and change the narrative today? Am I going to put in the conscious effort to change the narrative and stop beating down on myself about shit that I am capable of changing? Or am I just going to keep reliving the old narrative again and again and again and then wonder why it is that I fail at every goal that I set myself to do? Because your beliefs don't align with the goals that you've set yourself. If you can change your beliefs about yourself, that will change. If you say to yourself, I really want to go to uni, but every day you're waking up saying, I'm dumb, I'm not smart, I'm dumb, you're going to drop out of uni. I can guarantee you that. Change your beliefs and achieving your goals will be so much easier. So often we'll, you know, have all these beliefs about ourselves, and they don't even make us happy, the beliefs. So start chasing who you want to be. You know, say you're saying I'm not smart, but you want to be smart. Start chasing that. Start finding ways of educating yourself. I'm not confident, but I want to be confident. You can do that. You can start chasing those things. Start figuring out who you are. You don't have to think I am the way I am because that's how I've been. You can change it. So here's a hint. Chase the feeling. When are you the happiest? 
or when do you when you imagine yourself in the future and when you imagine your dream self what who do you imagine yourself being is it someone confident does that matter to you confidence maybe it doesn't is it having a lot of friends maybe you don't don't enjoy having a lot of friends so that's not a priority for you or is it being really smart or achieving a lot of things you know there's there's an idea that you hold as your ideal self and there's an idea that you hold as yourself currently. You're going to try and bring those two together so you can believe that yourself and who you are is the ideal self of you in the future that you're working towards. You've got to, you know, even that out because if you're thinking right now, I'm a dud, but the dream version of me is this person, what day is it that you're going to link the two together? Never. You've got to bring that dream person of the future into your mindset today, okay? Your beliefs about yourself are going to determine your future self. Right. Now, another thing I want to talk about is keeping things top of mind. And this is where vision boards come in brilliantly. Vision boards or lists, it can be written down. It can be in your notes in your phone. It can be on a piece of paper on the fridge or it can be an actual board up on the wall of photographs of what you want to achieve or the screensaver off your phone. I don't care. But top of mind is what you want. You've got to keep things top of mind. People that are like have a, you know, a focused vision of like, this is what I want to achieve. I can guarantee you right now, they don't think about it every third Sunday of the month. Every day they are waking up being like, boom, what are my goals again? Okay, bang, 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 bang. That's what I'm here for. That's my purpose. These are my whys. And now I'm going to do it. If you can keep it top of mind, then you are then your ability to to change your non-negotiables and transfer into that person of who you want to be, that happens a lot faster. If you keep forgetting what your goals are, you've written down a scrap piece of paper and then you're not looking at it, it's not top of mind. Where attention goes, energy flows. And that goes with focus. What are you thinking about? What are you focusing on? You can only focus on one thing at a time. So why not at least for the first five, ten minutes of the day focus on what your vision is for your reality? That's why I love vision boards because visual representations are very powerful in the brain. Your vision literally takes up about a quarter of your brain. So if you can be using all that energy in your mind, in your brain, to be looking at visual representations of where you want to be, that's very that impacts you a lot. So that's why I'm a huge fan of vision boards. I don't think that looking at a vision board will get you somewhere, but I think it will help you stay focused in order to get there. You know what I mean? So what kind of stuff do you want to put on this vision board or this list or, you know, this piece of paper that you're going to write down? Maybe you could look at like, who's your mentor? What lifestyle would you like to have if you became the person that you want to become? What feeling do you want to feel? Do you just want to feel loved? Is ultimately all the things that you're trying to get to is to feel loved? You've got to identify the feeling that you are chasing. Do you want to feel fulfilled? Do you want to feel loved? Do you want to feel successful? Do you want to feel just content or happy? Do you want to feel just at peace? Are you always stressed and all you ever want is just to be at peace? Figure it out. What feeling are you chasing? Does the thought of this thing excite you? Does it bring you happiness when you think about it? It's got to excite you and that's what you want to have top of mind. When you're thinking about a goal, what's the most exciting version of that goal? Weight loss is not fucking exciting. I can tell you that right now. It's not exciting enough to just say, I want to lose weight. Because why? Why is that? And I've spoken about this before. Because when you say to yourself, I want to lose weight, what are you highlighting right now? I'm fucking fat 
and I'm not happy with my body. I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm this, I'm that. And before you know it, you're punishing your body to lose that weight. That's not fucking exciting. You want to find something where weight loss is going to be the positive side effect of getting to where you want to be. Why don't you make your goal? I want to be one of those people that bounces out of bed in the morning and goes to exercise and I feel fucking full of energy after I've done that. And then once I've gone for that run, all I want is to drink a huge thing of water and then have a really good breakfast. And then I'm going to – and it's just a carry-on effect. I want to wake up feeling full of energy. I want to feel that my body's a fucking weapon and I can go and exercise and go and do this and go and do that and I'm not depleted by the end of the day. I want if you change your wants to that I can guarantee you if you can hold a lifestyle where those that's the feeling you're chasing that weight loss is going to happen and it's going to happen very steadily consistently and just as a positive side effect that is something to get excited about you sitting there being like oh I want to lose weight I'm fat that's not fucking exciting and no wonder people drop off because it's depressing chase the feeling and then everything else will fall into place what makes you excited? Does your goal excite you? If your goal doesn't excite you, you need to change. If the idea of quitting smoking sounds like the most painful thing in the world, what's the opposite of smoking? What could you achieve if you were to quit smoking? Focus on that. And then smoking is one of, one of the aspects that you're implementing, like quitting smoking is one of the things that you're implementing in order to achieve that feeling that you're going for, that feeling that you're chasing. You also need to know your why. If the reason for what you're doing isn't big enough, then when you get bored, it gets mundane, it's boring, you just don't want to do it and that's when you give up. If your reason or your why for doing something isn't there, it won't last. But if you do have a strong enough why, then even when there's a roadblock, even when there's, you know, all these challenges – you're still not going to stop. You might be redirected, you might slow down, but you won't stop. So that's why you want to keep your why top of mind of why you're doing what you're doing. You want to keep the feeling top of mind. You want to be focusing on the feeling of what you're doing. Um, And that's why I do think a vision board or a list or something is really important to have top of mind. So you're looking at that every single morning when you wake up. Top of mind will keep it in top of your priorities. When it's there daily and you can imagine your reality with it and it becomes harder and harder to imagine your future reality without it, then that's when it becomes realistic to you and that's when you resist it less. Like attracts like. The brain attracts similar thoughts to what you're thinking. So that's why when you're laughing with a friend and you're just bouncing off each other, you, you both of you just get funnier and funnier and funnier. You've got all these one-liners flying out. Well, that's why when you're sad, it's so easy to spiral down and think a sadder thought because like attracts like. So if you start your day looking at that vision board or looking at the list of things that your future self is, who you are, who you are aiming to be, then you're going to hit the day on a high note. And then you're going to follow through with that day being like, right, similar thoughts, similar thoughts, similar thoughts. If you wake up and you're at the mercy to what you're looking at through your emails or the internet or whatever or, you know, whinging about your body, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be focusing on like thoughts. Okay, next, next one. We're going to talk about attachments. I want you to be really strict with yourself here for 2021. I want you to decide to only be attached to what is truly, truly serving your best self. You need to be ruthless. Emotional attachment will keep you hostage from living your best possible life if you allow it. Emotional attachment to a job, to a home, or even worse, emotional attachment to a relationship that you've outgrown or a relationship that's run its course. 
How often do you see people staying in a relationship because they've already invested years and years and years into it? Or how many times have you found yourself in a situation saying, I don't think I can do this much longer, whether it's a job or whether it's a relationship? You know, if you say to yourself, I don't think I can do this much longer, I can guarantee you, you can do it much longer. You can probably do it for five, ten years to come. You'll be miserable. You'll be fucking depressed. You'll probably have anxiety and all these health problems. But you can do it. So don't tell yourself, I can't do this much longer. Because that's not a good enough... That's not good enough to tell yourself because you've obviously done it long enough. That's not definitive enough for you to pull the plug. Because every single day that you say, I can't do this much longer, you can say that tomorrow, you can say that next week, you can say... But imagine if you were to say, you know, if this continues for a week, I'm out. You wouldn't because you're fucking scared and you're attached. Sever the fucking attachment if it's not serving your best self. Because you are capable of suffering for years and years and years. Do you want that? No. But are you capable of it? Yes. So don't fall into that trap thinking, oh, one day I'm just going to snap and then I'll step out of it. Because it probably won't happen. People are a lot more resilient. And unfortunately, we choose to suffer for a lot longer than necessary. And it is your responsibility and it is your call to tap the fuck out of that job or of that relationship. So you need to sever the attachments to things that don't serve you. You know, you don't want to be one of those people that gets stuck in that, you know, endless cycle of like, oh, I'm miserable and why won't they change? Why won't that person change? I'm going to tell you something right now. Stop expecting people to change in order for your life to get better. If someone's been behaving a certain way in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or whether it's a romantic relationship, I can probably guarantee you 99% chance they are not going to be the ones that change. They've at least been consistent. So you now have to make the call. You've got to pull the plug. You've got to grow a fucking vagina or a pair of balls and pull the plug. Here's a question for you. What would it take for you to leave that person or to leave that job? Because if your language to yourself is saying, oh, you know, I can't do this much longer, but in your head you're thinking, you know, one day I'll reach breaking point and one day I'll leave. One day they'll see what they missed out. It's not about them anymore. It's about you. What will it take for you to leave? And you're going to realize that there's no one big event that it takes. You're waiting to be so massively disappointed so then you've got an excuse to leave. But it's not going to happen. They're just going to keep doing these tiny, tiny, tiny disappointments day in, day out, day in, day out. Don't wait for this catastrophic event because that catastrophic event is going to be you 20 years down the line looking back being like, I wasted my fucking life with this dud. That's the catastrophic event. But them and their behavior is just chipping away at you, chipping away at you, chipping away at you. They're living a life how they're choosing to live, fine. But now you need to live a life the way you want to choose to live. You need to enter this following year, 2021, with fucking boundaries and threshold, a fucking threshold. You need to say to yourself, this is the limit for me. If this doesn't change by this date, I need to tap out. I need to stop waiting for this you know, huge event for me to summon the strength to be like, now that you've done that, I can leave because I can guarantee you that's probably not going to happen. So know your threshold, know the limit, know your boundaries. Learn to pull the plug and stop being so fucking attached because the only person that's going to suffer in this whole thing long-term is you. And then also ask yourself, if I do wait, let's say you say I'm in this terrible relationship, but this is the year then I'm drawing the line. If this relationship does not improve by June, I leave. 
And then ask yourself, do I have to wait for it to get to that point? Is it something I'm capable of doing before it reaches my ultimate threshold? Maybe you're contributing to the relationship being such a disaster. So maybe there is something you can do to help fix it. But maybe there's nothing you can do. Maybe you've been with them long enough and fuck all is changing and you know the answer right now. Are you going to wait till June? That's up to you. Are you that person still? That's up to you. So you make the call. It's completely your decision. But to be attached to something or someone only because of the history you've had is a waste of your time. Okay, the next thing we're talking about is growth and progress. I want you to know what progress looks like. My biggest advice to you is that if you can link progress to all of your goals and resolutions, then you will follow through. That's why, you know, with this weight loss thing, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, oh, you know, I was losing weight, I was losing weight, and then I plateaued and now I'm stuck. So that's why I keep giving up. That's why I keep giving up. Because, again, like I, like the weight loss goal is a big one or quitting smoking is a big one. Something where it's just like you're doing something that feels painful to stop, like weight loss, you're having to give up certain foods or you're having to force yourself to exercise um, when you're not looking at the feeling or the lifestyle that you're trying to achieve. Or with smoking, you're just giving up something that you enjoy. If you're not looking at the progress in all areas of your life and where that growth is occurring, then that's when you give up. Humans need to grow. It's an innate need in us to grow. If we don't grow, that's when you get anxious, depressed, um, where you feel flat, where you have like no drive to do anything. If you are always progressing and growing in something then you're hitting one of the basic human needs and you're able to push through with these things that you want in life. So like I said, with the weight loss, how are you able to continue growing with that journey? It's in how you feel, like I explained before. You have to be able to see growth and progress in everything. Another thing that I want you to think about is you have to learn how to prioritize big time. Out of all the goals that you've set yourself, write them all down, do it now or do it at the end of this podcast, write them all down, what do you want? Now, out of those ones, what are your top two most important things and prioritize those because you're better off dedicating yourself, your energy, your effort into mastering those two, into becoming non-negotiables in your life, into becoming the new version of you, your belief system about you, everything I've just spoken about so far. You're way better off really throwing yourself deep in those two things than trying to hit all these fucking goals and then falling short because you haven't done it properly and failing at every single one of them because you just don't you know, it's failure to launch on all of them. So every day that you look at that list of goals, just think, if I only hit these two daily as my new non-negotiables, I am kicking massive goals. So look at your list and what are your top two? That's your focus. Try your best to do more than those two, but the two, the top two are your focus and you are going to be like steadfast hellbent on those two. So prioritize. All right, now, second last one, routine. Create a routine, create consistency, never rely on motivation, ever. Motivation is great, but you can't rely on it because then you think the excuse of, oh, I wasn't motivated is enough to not go and do it. Most of the time, you don't feel like working out until you're actually there working out a few minutes into it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm fucking in the zone. This music's great. Okay. Fuck yeah, I'm in. But You know, imagine that the people that rely on motivation don't even get to the gym in the first place. The people that rely on routine will get themselves there no matter what until that routine becomes a non-negotiable and then it becomes effortless. It actually is effortless. 
psychologically, it's effortless. I'm not talking about when you get to the gym, it's fucking easy. Yeah, your body's working hard, but mentally, you're there. There's no effort mentally to get you there. Routines and rituals separate people with a high standard of living for themselves and people think, and the people that think that success knocks on your door or the people that think that what successful people have have just been gifted to them or they're lucky or they've got great metabolisms or they're genetically blessed. Routine and rituals separate those two groups of people. So you've got to figure out, am I going to be someone that's just wishing and hoping that motivation will knock on my door tomorrow morning so I can go and work out or I'm going to fucking implement some routines and rituals into my life because if you don't then you're going to be one of those people just hoping and wishing that motivation will knock on your door don't be that lazy cunt get off your ass and implement some serious routines and your year will be infinitely better than any other year you've ever had now the last thing I want to talk about is defining yourself if you label yourself one way you're going to find ways to fit into that. So like I said, the body, the brain, we as people, we love consistency. So if you start telling yourself something about yourself, this is similar to the beliefs, but it's more like how you define yourself as a person. If you start telling yourself something, it forms part of your identity. And the more you strengthen that part of your identity, the more comfortable or safer you feel in your own skin. So you could always be like, oh, but I'm the responsible one in the group. You know, my friends are all fun and wild, but I'm the responsible one. So now you've given yourself that label. You might want to, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with being the responsible one. I'm just using this as an example. But then you might see your friends being like, oh, that, you know, she's the wild one or she's the funny one or he's the spontaneous one. And you might find yourself thinking, I want to be that, but... I'm the quiet one or I'm the responsible one and now I've given myself that label but really everyone thinks that I'm that person more so because I've kind of reiterated that fact by behaving that way day in, day out. But that's how you've defined yourself. Why? You decided that. No one else decided that about you. You decided that through your actions and how you talk to people and how whatever. So if you want to continue being that kind of person, great, then you've defined yourself perfectly. But if you find that you're like the boring one in the group as far as how you consider yourself or you're like the, you know, the sensible one or the, you know, the, the one that always holds back or the, you know, and you wish you were the daring one, you wish you could go out there and get on stage or put yourself in front of someone you've never met and just say hello or whatever, that is because you don't define yourself as that. So it goes against your identity. If your identity is I am this, then going out and acting like your friend who's the crazy one, that oh no, that's not me. That's not me. It's not you because you've decided that. You can decide to change too. It's your call from now onwards. From today or from the start of the new year or from whenever the fuck you want, it is your call to decide how you define yourself. You can change it or not. And if you're holding back because you're afraid that people are going to judge you, then you're going to be holding back for the rest of your life because I can take the mystery out of it right now. People will judge you. Insecure people judge people who dare to be in the arena. People will judge if they're the ones not willing to try something out because you are highlighting to them what they are not willing to do and it makes them feel even more insecure. So they cut you down so they can feel good about themselves, so they can feel less shit about themselves and that's why they're going to judge you. So don't ever not do something in case people will judge you. Do something in spite of people judging you because they're going to judge you. 
please go back and listen to episode 23 of putting yourself out there. What will people think? That is That pretty much sums up everything I'm talking about right now. And it's separating the people that judge and the people that are going to put themselves out there. They're two separate populations and you're going to choose which group you're going to be in. But it's never too late to change how you define yourself. Don't worry what people will think if you've always been the timid one and one day you're like, fuck that shit, I'm now the confident one, I'm now going to do this. People will be a bit surprised at the beginning, yes. Even your good friends and the ones that love you and the ones that want the best for you might be like, oh, that's a bit of a change, oh, what's happening? They might be a bit standoffish, but don't waver, don't waver. People often see people change and think that, you know, you're going through some quarter life or midlife crisis, oh, we need to, fuck it. Who cares? They can think what they want. You're not hurting anyone. This is personal. This is about you. All you need is intense focus on what it is that you want to achieve. That awkwardness of people being like, oh, what's gotten into her? Oh, what's he been doing lately? Oh, he's changing. That I can guarantee you that lasts max a couple of weeks or a few months. Maximum. People get over it. People get over it. Just own your shit and be like, I'm ready to change. I want to change. And if someone questions you about it, don't resist. Just be like, yeah, I'm changing myself. I wasn't satisfied with how my life was going. So I'm making some changes. It's, uh, you're not going to change it for me. So I'm going to have to do it. No one else. I can't rely on someone else to change it for me. People aren't going to start treating me like the confident one unless I start acting like it. So I need to implement these changes. And if someone has a problem with it, just be like, I'll fucking talk to you when you're over it. Stay steadfast, stay focused. Because if you're going to let yourself be swayed by what people say to you and by what people think about you, then you can look at your life how it is right now and just resign to the fact that nothing's ever going to change. Because people are going to judge you. They are going to try and stop you from doing what you're doing. They are going to question you. They're going to try and make you doubt yourself. That shit is inevitable. You can't avoid that in life. Unfortunately, that's just life. So you're ability to change really comes down to your ability to block out the unnecessary information that's kind of a roadblock if someone comes up to you and starts you know being like oh you know that's weird that you're ha 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 that's really funny that you tried to do that they're a speed bump okay they're a fucking speed bump look at it that way and move on so I just want to conclude this whole episode with just letting you know that everything you are right now who you are right now, what you are doing is a summation of all the decisions that you have made in your life. Decisions to do something or a decision not to do something. Every single day you woke up with a choice of were you going to study that thing? Were you going to go and work out what you were going to eat? Everything is a decision. And like I said about, you know, this, this idea of like what you expect from yourself in the long term. All these tiny, tiny daily, daily decisions are what make great people great because they consistently made the decisions that were going to help them get there day in, day out, day in, day out. And that is what got them to the top of their game. So you now, today, have that decision. Look at where you are right now. What does your body look like? How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? How happy are you with your life, with your relationships, with your jobs? All of that right now is due to your decisions in your life. Where you're happy, great decisions. Where you're not happy, you could have probably made better decisions. The beauty of it is that these decisions don't stop. You have those decisions 
every day and many times in a day you have the decision to do something or not to do something, to take action or to not take action, to end something that's not working for you or to stay in something that's not working for you. That is a decision. Inaction is a decision. The decision to not defend yourself, to not back yourself, to not risk something, to not take action, to not take the leap of faith. You know, the decision to stay in a relationship because you're scared to be single. They're all the decisions in your life that have gotten you to this point right now. Like I said at the start of the podcast, take some serious accountability because you're the only one that can change it. And if, if it's changeable, then it means that it's in your control and you can take ownership for it. So I now want you, either today or whenever or on the 1st of Jan 2021, to say, that's fucking it. I'm taking the reins and I'm going to make some big changes in my life by making consistent small decisions day in, day out. Never, never take for granted that tiny decision in the morning to get up when your alarm clock goes off. That is the difference between someone who has a ritual and someone who has a routine. Never take for granted the difference with how you talk to yourself or, you know, the the importance of looking over your list of you know, goals that you're trying to achieve every single morning. That's part of your ritual. That's part of your routine. All these tiny, tiny behaviors in 365 days are going to turn your life around. Where are you going to be 365 days from today? Where are you going to be? Write that list down and read it every single day, every morning. And then you ask yourself every morning, are my actions today going to serve my future self or are they going to hinder my future self? What am I telling my future self by not doing what I said I was going to do? Am I behaving the way I see my the, the way I see myself being in a year? Because if those things don't align, you need to get them to fucking align. And then in no time, you're going to be that future self that you're talking about. It falls into place. Consistency, rituals, routines, self-beliefs, how you define yourself, accountability, all that shit. And that's how it's going to change. All right, guys, go and write that fucking list take photos, have photos, get them from the internet. I don't care. Create the vision board. That's how you're going to start. Put it up on your fucking wall and that's a non-negotiable every morning from now on. Write down what your current non-negotiables are. Write down your list of goals. Pick your top two. You've got a whole bunch of information from this podcast. Go listen to the old runs if you need to. I really recommend listening to episode 23 again, especially embarking on this new year because that's going to give you that push to not be swayed by what other people tell you or what other people think about you. All right? Amazing, guys, this podcast is nearly an hour long, so I didn't have time to put in any brain facts or hacks, but don't worry, there'll be a lot more in the coming years, so do not stress, guys. Happy 2020. I just want to say a huge thank you for all the support that I've gotten this year. I only launched in March, and it's been incredible, the community that we have built together. I'm so, so, so grateful for all of you. Um, Absolutely adore you. The community we have, the family we have, the little Facebook group we've got going on, Big things are coming in 2021. I cannot wait to share it with you. It's going to be incredible. Thank you so much, everyone. Remember, be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone else. And especially don't take shit from yourself. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. See you in 2021. Danke.